I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny off-brand upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny, to the deep and hidden, to the absolutely ridiculous. I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker, comedian, and Mark, I have to hide potato chips from myself at my house, because otherwise they'll be gone in a day, in like half a day. I identify with that. Uh, Hey everyone, (laughs) I'm Mark Kendall, Uh, I'm an Atlanta-based comedian, and I realized later in life that I am in fact a fan of salt and vinegar potato chips. And so I feel like the moral of that story is you can never stop trying new flavors. You never know what you're going to end up liking. So if you haven't guessed already, today is the deep dive episode about potato chips, uh, those addictive snacks you know and love. So to kick things off, we're going to hop into some news nibbles. Uh, So these are short, interesting headlines uh, from the past several years that we found really interesting that all centered around potato chips in some way. Yummy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So to kick things off, this is the feel-good story. So the headline is, uh, a Detroit environmental activist is turning uh, chip bags into sleeping bags uh, for the homeless. So um, in the winter of 2021, there was an environmental activist based out of Detroit, Era Dejere Oleta, and they found a way to use the chip bags, use potato chip bags to create uh, sleeping bags. So... I suppose it's the material, like the foil and things like that within Mm. potato chip bags are really great for insulation. And so if uh, you use potato chip bags and a few other materials, they can become effective sleeping bags. So they put out a call on social media and that got a lot of traction and got people talking about it. And she herself, you know, got the inspiration from someone in England showing people how to make uh, 
potato chip ba- uh, to make sleeping bags rather out of potato chip bags. So this is like a technique that you know was found on the internet and spread through the internet. And so oh. they started doing it in their own community. And so what they would do is they get the donated uh, chip bags, they'd soak them in soap and hot water for a day, and then the next day, you, you know, you can make material out of them. And what I thought was interesting about this, aside from, you know, finding this cool technology online, you right. know, using social media to connect people, it's just like, it, it's, a, it's a positive example of the ways that social media can do good things. Yeah, it's also, still got some good in it. Yeah, know? yeah, precisely, precisely. So there was a quote that I thought that was good in her talking about this initiative and what it meant. So they said, I've just been doing a lot of work around the city of Detroit, trying to get more people to talk about the connections between environmental justice and social justice and really pushing on the topic of environmental racism. Uh, and that's why I really wanted to do the chip back project, which is what it's called. And so I thought that that was a really interesting intersection of environmental justice, racial justice, and also like just technological innovation. So, yeah. Yeah, these bags are durable, lightweight, great insulators. Um, each sleeping bag requires about 150 chip bags and takes about four hours to make. And sounds like they were doing it by themselves. And then they got some volunteers. Um, just cool. Very interesting. And, you know, it makes me think, Mark, of when you see these, and unfortunately, we've seen them a lot, like disasters or situations where people are kind of wrapped in foil when they're cold. And that does kind of look like a chip bag. So I can see where that type of insulation can be really effective. And what a cool way to, you know, I feel like I, I could have built multiple sleeping bags. I could have built a whole basement <laughs> full of sleeping bags at this point in my life. Need to eat less chips. <laughs> well, this next story, Mark, is about potato chips again, but it's a little bit more sinister. There was a high schooler named Emily Wagner at a pita pit in Beaverton, Oregon, enjoying some Miss Vicky's sea salt and vinegar chips, delicious chips, uh, when she realized that the pepper on the chips was actually dead ants. Yeah. That's right. Dead ants. Mm -mm. (laughs) Because honestly, (laughs) after complaining because, you know, dead ants, (laughs) uh, Wagner says the store manager offered her a new bag of chips. Um, She told Cosmopolitan.com she was not happy with that apology, left the pita pit, planning never to eat there again. You know, don't blame her. It's pretty traumatic. She also tweeted a photo of the ant-covered chips that uh, went viral, and I'm sure it's intense to look at. Mm-hmm. After seeing the tweet, the Peter Pitt Twitter account, and there's a lot of corporate Twitter accounts that have to do a lot of cleanup, I feel mm-hmm. like, Mark. They sent her a direct message apologizing for the incident, offered her a $50 gift card, but, you know, she didn't feel that that was significant compensation. She hadn't even been refunded for her original purchase. So she pushed back um, and said that for Pita Pit to fix this, she wants proof they're taking action uh, because the $50 gift card just seems insulting. So, you know, pushing back on, you you eat enough dead ants, you know, (laughs) I get it. It it can raise the temperature of your argument. And this uh, reminds me of a terrible joke my dad used to tell me, Mark. Um, So... What does the Pink Panther say when he steps on an anthill? I don't know. What does he say? Dead ant. 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 It's terrible. Oh, man. That's 
It's pretty great. That's pretty great. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry that they had to have this experience where they bought ships and there were dead ants on them. Oh, I, yeah. I wonder how many did they eat before they realized right. they were dead ants? Because it's like when I open a chip bag, I, I don't give a lot of thought to it. And at right. what point do you realize, oh, no, what have I what what's just happened? <laughs> you know, yeah, because so. you think they'd be crawling. I hope it was a couple. You know, and it, I think people do eat ants. There's right. places yeah. in the world. For sure. Or people eat ants. Um, probably protein. Because yeah. if I don't know what ingredient or nutrition a, a food has, Mark, I usually say protein. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if it's a, a living thing. Ants, yeah. protein, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thought, you know, and, and luckily they were, you know, sounds like they were black ants, so they wouldn't sting. Can you imagine um, if they were something like fire ants? You know, yeah. here in the South, we've had to deal with fire ants. And yeah. let me tell you something, it only takes one time of stepping in a fire ant hill where you start to really watch where you're going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, another story for you, Bill. Mm-hmm. So a man was held after deadly king cobras were smuggled into the U.S. in potato chip cans. So this wow. story is from 2017. So customs officers made a startling discovery while inspecting a package on its way to a Monterey Park apartment. Three highly venomous cobra snakes, each about two feet long, were hidden in potato chip cans. So, yeah. So the alleged intended recipient, uh, Rodrigo Franco, 34, at the time was 34, was arrested on a federal smuggling charge after a months-long investigation that also involved the seizure of a young crocodile, three alligator snapping turtles, and five diamondback terrapins, all of which are protected species, uh, federal officials said. Yeah, and so, yeah, and so for months, according to federal court records, Franco was using WhatsApp uh, to message folks to negotiate shipments of snakes and turtles to and from Hong Kong. And so Franco ultimately was charged uh, with one count of illegally importing uh, merchandise in the United States, which carries a maximum of 20 years of federal prison. Uh, so, Thanks. yeah, it's intense. It's intense stuff. Yeah. Right? Just, I, yeah. What, like, do you, did you have any friends growing up, Mark, that like had crazy, like I had a friend, like I had a snake. My brother and I shared a snake. It was mainly my brother's uh, for a little bit. And I had a friend that had a big old boa. I had a python that was smaller. But, you know, it's like, what? <laughs> the people that have three alligator snapping turtles are done. What what is the what are they getting out of it? Is that the thing where you're like, okay, I need to make some friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm having a hard time socially. I need five diamond. Uh, you know what bring people to my place? Diamondback terrapins. <laughs> no, like, I can't cover it. It's you know, it's so weird. I guess if you've seen the the Tiger King, you oh, know, yeah. series on Netflix, but even that, it was like a public. Mm-hmm. thing if you're having an illegal animal i assume you're not trying to show it off publicly right i i'm not sure what the appeal is other than to perhaps show it off to people but i guess i don't know the i, I don't immediately understand the appeal of that only because it's like how do you take care of it that's that's my question right you know like you have this animal that is i mean presumably wild you know like not in its natural habitat you know and so it seems like the task of trying to wrangle that would be 
more trouble than it's worth just to show off at a party or something, you know? So Yeah, 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 way too much. Like, get, get oh, Mark, there's someone coming in. Oh, okay. Oh, huh? Hey there, hey, it's me, Pringle Pete. And Pringle I'm brought, Pete? Yeah, I brought you some stuff from down under. Oh, oh uh, so it's very you. secretive stuff. Yes, secretive. yes. Yes, Mark, I've got some really good, uh, go ahead and look in there, go ahead and give it a sniff. Oh, oh what good. is that? That's no. crypto. That's real good crypto. <laughs> I, I didn't know until now that crypto smells like fresh strawberries. That's why. Yeah, it, 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 the, only the best crypto does. How about, would you like a can of uh, crypto? Crypto comes in a can? All, all this oh, time yeah. I thought it uh, was primarily digital. Pringle oh, that's, what they, that's where they get you. They, you think it's digital, but then turns out you get if you if you buy it it's, uh, it still retains its value i mean this can right here uh-huh. 20 grand I'll, I'll give it to you right now 175 $20,000 for 175 i mean well i mean <laughs> sign me up okay here, great here you go. <laughs> I mean, oh wow thanks so much this is such an easy transaction well, fortunately like i i lucked out with the lottery earlier today and i told oh. myself like hey i'm going to I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna spend the money. So, well, I also have a, this can here of uh, uh, positive affirmations. If you oh like my that. gosh, what? Yes. Is, can I, is it okay if I read one before I see? Please, see if it's worth it. Please, you can do it. Uh, do, do a free choice, free sample. Yeah, you can do anything you want to do. Oh my gosh, that's that's really something. I think that's true, Mark. If you put your mind to it. Wow. Uh, well, how much for a can of uh, uh, positive affirmations? Seven million. Seven million dollars sold. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just wandered in here, and y'all look like good people, and you know, I'm really glad I did. Yeah, I appreciate hey, you. Listen, I know you probably you're probably out of stuff, but you don't have anything else, do you? Uh, well, I got just in my wallet. It's uh, something that my uh, my great granddaddy wrote to me a long time ago, and this was on the house since you've been my best customer ever in my entire life. And it says, "I put my energy into things that matter to me." Oh my Go ahead gosh! And that. This is from your grandfather. Yeah, Can yeah. I hold he died. Uh, you, you can you can hold it for as long as you want because it's uh, yours now. Gonna, well, I don't know if you know the Sprinkle Pete, but if you flip over the other side, there's more writing. Did you like, read the what? rest of Does, it? Like no, I've never, my, I've my, never my, flipped my it over. Pringle Pete. Oh my god! I know that things have been tough. I haven't it always was... been around, and yeah, we my know each there. other through written correspondence. He but look great I want you to know that. I care about you and and I love oh. you and oh. this seems very specific to you. Um, okay. It says don't don't get on that plane and make that big move. Don't make that oh. career change. My God. Signed uh, Pringle Pete Senior or Pringle Pete the First rather. Yes, that's uh, right. It is dated. When did when did he die? OG nineteen seven nineteen oh seven. Died nineteen oh seven. Well, he's born. Yeah, born. When I guess what I'm asking is when did he? When did he die? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He's born nineteen oh seven. He died just just uh, twenty years ago. This was written twenty years ago, one day ago. Oh my. God. So this was, was the day before. before he died. Oh, it's, God. It's, you know what? Oh yeah. It sounds like this was meant for you and only you. So the fact that I get to keep it is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's yep. Yeah, you get to actually, you know what, Mark? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you keep all these things because I think Granddaddy, I I I need to dance. That's what <laughs> I always said I wanted to do. I really? wanted to dance. Yeah. So you keep keep all. I got a lot more crypto. You keep it all. And 
I'm going to go chase my dreams just like Grandpappy told me. Hey, you know what? I I I, I applaud that, and I'm going to have a ton of fun with this new crypto and these new positive affirmations in this family heirloom. All right. Catch you on the flip side. Oh, bye, pistol. Wow, he just pirouetted wow. right out of here. Pringle Pete. That's fancy. What a guy. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With amazing and crazy topics for picking to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all. So we're going to hop into our main segment for today where we're going to kind of do our deep dive into potato chips. So they're a really fun, crunchy, salty snack. But you might be wondering... You know, what's the history of potato chips? Well, uh, Smithsonian Magazine had a great write-up sharing some interesting facts that, you know, I didn't know about with the beginning of the potato chip. So uh, so it says that any search for the origins of the signature finger food must lead to George Crumb, uh, originally born George Speck. And this uh, was a 19th century chef who was of Native and African-American descent. And so they were an excellent, talented chef. And it looks like they made their name at Moons Lake House, which was a resort town of Saratoga Springs, New York. And so the story goes that one day in 1853, the railroad and shipping magnate Cornelius Vanderbilt was eating at this restaurant where Crumb was a chef and he ordered fried potatoes, but then he sent them back to the kitchen because they were too thick, right? Mm -hmm. So apparently Crumb was kind of like pissed off. He's just like, he was annoyed that this fussy eater was sending back his food Mm -hmm. that I imagine was probably just fine. So to retaliate, he (laughs) cut the potatoes as like as thin as he possibly could and then fry them to a crisp and sent them back to Vanderbilt as a prank. But apparently Vanderbilt was like, this is amazing. (laughs) So then, so then what happened was other patrons started coming uh, to this place asking for crumbs quote Saratoga chips and so they soon became a hit 
word spread. Wow. And so then by 1860, Crum opened his own restaurant near Saratoga uh, at a place called Crum's Place. And apparently, you, you know, you show up and you get a basket of potato chips waiting for you at every table. And so wow. Crum oversaw the whole operation uh, until he retired 30 years later. And so uh, got a lot of good word of mouth. So in 1889, a New York Herald writer called him the best cook in America. Go Crum. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I just yeah. thought that was such an interesting story. That um, is fascinating. Right. Yeah. And apparently uh, there was another quote about him. So American Heritage Magazine called him the Edison of Greece, which I thought was also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess the variety of potato chips we have today from cinnamon and sugar Pringles to flaming hot dill pickle lays are a tribute uh, to him. And what an epic and what a fascinating thing. It's like mm-hmm. you never know. He's pissed off. Yeah, he makes this move <laughs> yeah. and delights folks. And I love that he went with it, you know, mm-hmm. and and owned it and was like, yep, this is the thing. And uh, what a great way to make people feel welcome in a restaurant, Mark. You walk in and there's free potato chips on the counter. For sure. You know, for sure. I think that's healthy. Apparently, so the earliest known recipe for chips goes back to 1817. So there was an English doctor named William Kitchener about saying that right, published a book called The Cook's Oracle. In that cookbook, there was a recipe that called for potatoes fried in slices or shavings. So mm-hmm. apparently, like, that's the earliest record we have of, you know, making these thinly sliced potatoes. And gotcha. throughout the decades and throughout the years, as potato chips gained popularity, you know, people were innovating with ways to sell them and to market them to people. And so one... uh chapter in this history that I thought was mm-hmm. especially interesting was uh, around 1927, there was a person named Leonard Jap, and they were a Chicago chef and a former prize fighter, which I think is just <laughs> a cool career to have. Like, you know, yeah. you're fighting and then like by night you're cooking, you know, meals. Yeah. The so, George Foreman of the earlier, <laughs> earlier yes, times. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so they were mass producing potato chips. And again, I love how it's kind of like these rumors or these fa- like stories. Like, but anyway, so the rumor yeah. goes that Leonard Jap, they the reason they started mass producing these chips was primarily to serve one client, Al Capone. And so apparently Capone? Al Capone discovered a love for potato chips on a visit to Saratoga, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's and wild. so like I think Al Capone, I guess the story goes like. He must have gone to Saratoga at some point, had these potato chips that everyone was talking about. He's like, oh, you know what? These would be great in speakeasies. Hmm. I forget that, you know, if that made it in the untouchables, this element <laughs> yeah. of the potato chips, I don't remember. There might be a shout out to it. Now I'm going to rewatch very closely yeah. to see if there was a shout out to it. But yeah, Capone, what an interesting, interesting mm-hmm. gangster of old. Absolutely. You know, and that it, that it, you know, from, from the Rockefeller, uh, who the cook thought he was showing up. Oh, the to, Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> the, I'm sorry. The Vanderbilt, yeah. <laughs> the Vanderbilt. Yeah. The, to the, uh, Al Capone. Wow. What a wild ride. I'd like this one other fact, Mark, too, that in, in 26, uh, there was a California business woman who, uh, actually was the first one to like package chips. You know, I think a lot of these were made fresh mm-hmm. up until that point and uh the package 
kept the chips fresh, mm-hmm. but also she boasted that they were the noisiest chips in the world, um, which was an American breakthrough by the virtue of being obnoxious. I don't know if you remember, there was a, a few years ago when they had an alternative way of bagging chips, and it, the bags were so loud that they got banned from stores because the I did way not know that yeah that's something we can deep dive later on yeah yeah but i think next up we're talking about some weird potato chip flavors from around the world this is some great research that our researcher casey pulled mm-hmm. um and i have to be honest with you mark like we can go through these i'm curious if you would try them i'm pretty open so all of these sound tempting to me yeah first one is sloppy joe chips absolutely uh, uh yeah right um it's a hot sandwich flavored chip you can actually buy them on Amazon. Uh, Sloppy Joe. Like, I feel like I would buy that if it was in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, Walker's Prawn Cocktail Crisps. <laughs> so prawns are relative of shrimp, right? Probably aren't something you normally think about. Potato chips, um, also available in, in America. And it sounds like the flavor is more about the taste of the cocktail sauce okay. rather than the fish itself. Um, again, sold. I would I'd at least try some. I'm not I, saying they're going to be my favorite chip, but I, yeah, I'd be curious. I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to shellfish. I doubt there's mm. real shellfish in the chips, but I just check mm. first. I, but that said, I mean, I'm still curious, you know, for sure. Yeah. What if this is a way that you can beat your allergy? Absolutely. You find <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. the loophole. Yeah. The loophole. Yeah. Prawn cocktail chips. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Lay's rock hot chili squid potato chips. Uh, and that's a Lay's offering from Thailand that, again, sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is about. I feel like as the Internet and all these things have brought us closer together, mm-hmm. you know, Buford Highway here in Atlanta, where there's a bunch of great restaurants from all around the people from all around the world cooking amazing food. Um, I'm, just, I'm open. None of this so far has made me mm-hmm. gag. Uh, uh, well, how about this Pringles barbecue sausage and onion potato chip? How do you feel about that? I feel like that's something I'd eat today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, barbecue yeah. sausage and onion? Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, looks like there's a Lay's baked scallop with butter and garlic potato chips. And, uh, oh, okay. So it looks like if you've been, the, the, the description of it says, mm-hmm. if you've been looking for a potato chips that taste like a red lobster appetizer, you're in luck. Uh, these are Thai chips, and they promise the, fav- uh, the flavor of buttery scallops, all in a potato chip form. Get them out of Thailand, bring them to the U.S. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'll, I'll go to Thailand. What a great reason yeah. to go to Thailand. Um, right. I always wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine, Bill, you're in a plane uh, on your way to Thailand. You're striking up a conversation with the person next to you. And they're like, you know, hey, I'm visiting family. Bill, what, what brings you to Thailand? It's like the chips, baby. The potato chips. Yeah, I'm yeah. here for the chips. Not the, the gorgeous scenery, the amazing cost of these amazing resorts, the the the, the amazing people. No, no. It's <laughs> all those things, <laughs> but mainly the baked scallop and butter garlic yeah. potato chips. <laughs> and here's some things that you probably didn't know about potato chips. A couple quick facts that Casey pulled. Uh, one is that there's a perfectly good explanation for all that empty space in your bag of chips, you know, because you open up the bag, it's full of air, and as annoying as that can be, they are, of course, done for a reason. And the most important reason is that excessive air in that bag acts as a cushion. So all those precious chips don't break during delivery. That space is also almost entirely nitrogen. 
and the bag is pumped full of nitrogen to maintain that long-term freshness. I don't know if that's another reason I need to work on my delayed gratification when I open a bag of chips. Because, uh, you know, once you open them, it's, it's a little dangerous. They, they, yeah. get, they can go bad fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how about this fact, uh, Bill? Apparently, potato chips uh, briefly went extinct during World War II. So, oh, no. Yeah, so I guess, you know, during this time, food rations were typical, and chips, understandably, were declared an unessential food. So food. production stopped immediately nationwide. Of course, you know, I doubt public response to that was probably not the best. So mm-hmm. after many protests, uh, chips were in fact declared essential and produced again, proving once more that the U.S. has exactly the right priorities. But yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> I, I, I get that, you know. You get protesting for potato chips? Uh, no, sorry. Let me uh, clarify. Not necessarily <laughs> like protesting for potato chips, but I understand the uh, the appeal of like the comfort food, especially during I, like a stressful time. And so yeah. I can see how that would be helpful for morale, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And I know that, you know, they probably would revisit that concept. It was so interesting in World War II when everyone kind of stopped using certain things mm-hmm. and people had their victory gardens. They were growing their own food to help. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of women would take over jobs that were traditionally men, which was dumb that that was that anyway. but you know, we all kind of stepped up and it's like the opposite of what happened during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it always strikes me as hey, I wish we could have done a better job, America. Uh, RIP to the million folks that have, we've lost through that. But whenever I hear about the World War II and all the things we did together, I hope that we can get back to that place as a country where when there's something challenging us, we're willing to give up some things uh, yeah. Yeah. so that we can help each other out. Yeah. But then again, they were still protesting potato chips. Being yeah. God, so. And I guess what I'm saying is just like, I mean, pro- protest what you want. I'm not trying to be like, oh, it's bad. I'm just saying I, under- I understand why they're like, hey, we love some potato chips. Mark, you'd be out there with an axe and a torch. <laughs> Give me my barbecue. Where's my sour cream and onion? <laughs> and this last fact here is that the earliest printed reference to the potato chip is actually in A Tale of Two Cities, the Charles okay. Dickens classic. Um, and he refers to the snack as a husky chips of potatoes, which is extremely literal and doesn't do our great chips justice. But I guess, you know, any publicity is good publicity. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play don't get it confused you are now tuned in to ridiculous news all right we're back for a little dessert and uh talking about these wonderful things that are part of all of our lives uh, folks that can eat potato chips uh and this is talking more about uh a cool story about how a court was actually needed to decide whether pringles were actually potato chips. So from 2007 and 2009, so pretty recently, the makers of the Once You Pop, You Can't Stop Chips stood in front of three different levels of the British judiciary trying to defend the decision that Pringles chips were not, by definition, potato chips. Um, So here's how that complicated problem started. In the mid-20th century, a tax was born by way of France and England called the value-added tax or VAT tax. And this consumption tax started off as a 10% tax on all goods brought from a business, more than 20% of the world's tax revenue comes from uh, VAT taxes, making it, a, of course, a huge deal. And by the way, this article is from uh, The Amazing How Stuff Works uh, that Casey pulled. And in Britain, most foods are exempt from those that tax, except for potato chips are similarly made products from the potato or from potato flour, which is interesting. Yeah, and so that led to this, it's like, yeah, what? Okay, I mean, they're trying to eliminate junk food. Huh? <laughs> led to a long, arduous journey to find out whether or not Pringles were actually potato chips, even at one time they referred to themselves as a newfangled potato chip, because if they were ruled that way, they'd get a 17.5% tax. And I know people don't like paying taxes. Yeah. So an interesting case, right? So Procter & Gamble's initial argument was that Pringles were not potato chips because they didn't, quote, contain enough potato to have the quality of potato-ness. So, and they also argued Pringles didn't resemble the shape of a potato chip and were more along the lines of a, quote, savory snack. So mm-hmm. then in 2008, a lower British court agreed. And so then they ruled that Pringles were, in fact, not potato chips, mainly because they contained only 42% potato and had a, quote, a shape not found in nature. <laughs> which i think is really funny yeah but about a year later the court of appeal re-examined and reversed that decision calling procter and gamble's argument that the ingredients of a product don't define the product quote hogwash hogwash yeah i love that they use the term hogwash in british school oh uh it's hogwash yeah absolute hogwash which Yeah. yeah i don't disagree you know like if you if you form a bunch of shrimp into something that looks like a, a, a piece of broccoli yeah. and you dye it green, uh, it's still <laughs> it's still shrimp and it would still kill Mark Kendall, which is so I would never yeah. try to do that to you, Mark. Just so you know, if, if you ever see me serve you a giant yeah. broccoli. Ooh, broccoli, my favorite. <laughs> no, what? You no, Mark, no. no. What is this? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and what an interesting, um, you know, that... Only 42% potato. Yeah, it's just wild. Yeah, so so 
They're like, hey, you're a potato chip. So with that decision, <laughs> they had to pay $160 million in taxes. Now, I don't know if that yeah, was like just for wow. that year or when. Like, I don't know. I bet you it went back, probably. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just interesting seeing that headline because I love Pringles a lot. I think they're great. And so, they are. Yeah, but then if someone was like, no, they're not actually potato chips, I'd be like, oh, interesting, huh? Like, I mean, if there was something fundamentally different about how they were made or there wasn't potato in it, I could maybe start to see that. But it's like, oh, I'm just trying yeah, to get I, out I some taxes. I feel like, a, yeah, exactly. It's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, another company trying to escape taxes. Yeah. We all know how that goes. Uh, usually they get away with it. And, uh, you know, with, with, Pringles. I have been, I don't know as a kid, Mark, did you ever have that argument where some people didn't like Pringles and like, that's not a good chip. A good chip is, I feel like I've had that argument. And what I like about Pringles is that they stay solid. You know, they don't get crushed as much. So if, yeah. especially like a festival or a camping trip, mm-hmm. I, I think they tend to be a good option. I, um, I didn't necessarily have that particular argument about whether or not Pringles were good. It was more mm-hmm. so like, Pringles to me as a kid were more of a novelty. I just, I guess we just didn't buy mm-hmm. them in our home as much. Sure. So I sure. think I remember being a little older before I got access to Pringles and I was like, uh, it was just so novel and so cool. <laughs> and they, and they do have like a, I mean, they taste much different. They do. From your they normal really Lay's do. chip. So I was Absolutely. just like, what is this salty, delicious, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, what is this? What is this magic? Goodness. Yeah. Mm, maybe some Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, Bill, staying on the Pringles train. Of course. So Choo-choo. The, yeah. so the inventor of the Pringles can asked for part of his remains to be buried in a Pringles can. Amen. Yeah. God. So this, this was a story from NPR, right? So okay. uh, Frederick Bauer uh, died or when they passed away right uh in mm-hmm. june of 2008 um at his request uh some of bauer's ashes were buried in the very container uh that helped launch a billion dollar snack food and so i thought that that was really interesting yeah he grew up in suburban cincinnati uh back in the 1960s procter and gamble which is based in cincinnati developed that chip and it's funny because my mom who grew up in cincinnati Ohio talks about, I don't know, she might have been one of the first people to test that can concept because she wow. talks about a f- friend coming over and they had like a, it was a new prototype and, you know, it was like the lacrosse practice or something like that and mm-hmm. trying them out. And I don't know if she remembered if she liked them or not, but reading this, it's like, oh yeah, uh, this is one of my mom's claim to fame. She might have had some of the first Pringles. So that's a super interesting story, Bill. So Frederick Bauer. Uh, back in the 60s in Cincinnati, as you mentioned, uh, worked at Procter & Gamble. And together they developed a potato chip that was made from dehydrated flour and shaped like a saddle. I, I never thought of it as a saddle, but I mean, that yes. makes total sense. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I thought of it that way either, but now mm-hmm. it's going to be hard not to. Yeah. Not to like make a little Pringles horse. Yeah. yeah. Got that delicious saddle. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and like the can that they developed was like a key selling point. And, you know, like you said, you know, much harder for the chips to get broken and Bauer won a patent on the tubular uh, container in 1970. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And so even now it's, it's a pretty novel chip in comparison to the other chips that are on the market in terms of its shape and its packaging. Yeah. And Mark, so, you know, he was buried partly in a 
Pringles can, um, would you have something you'd want to be buried in? Oh, that's if, a great uh, question, Bill. I um, representative, yeah, <laughs> of your life. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, like honestly, like I'm intrigued by the tree thing. I know that's not being oh, buried yes. in something, no, but I, I kind of like the idea of a tree simply because tree seems like helpful. Productive, right. you know, so like <laughs> yeah. I, I like the idea of a tree, uh, but I mean, like if it was something else, like if I was going to try to do something silly, I like the idea of just being put somewhere in public, you know, <laughs> like because I just think that's also kind of like audacious being like, sure. you know, oh, yeah, half court Madison Square Garden, just like a few <laughs> feet below uh, Mark's there, just so you know, <laughs> you know like, I also am like. Oh, you know, that'd be fun, too. But, I mean, either a tree or just somewhere really ostentatious, you know. What about yourself? Where, where would you? I, I love the tree thing as well. Mm-hmm. I know it's like I didn't have an answer for myself when I asked you that one. But I do love the—I think Neil deGrasse Tyson once said that he felt cremation was a waste of energy, a waste of our energy, the making us heat and all this. And I love his idea of being put back in nature and being food for other organisms or, like you said, food for a tree— uh, I do love that, but if that if if that was I mean, you could also just pour me in a camera, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> and then sell that camera on eBay, and then you know I'm a surprise. <laughs> I get dusted off. Yeah, I, I I would go with the tree as well. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bill, we've been recording here in the studio. Did you bring that can of chips? I thought you brought that. Oh, can I, of I chips. did that Pringles can. Right I did. It just kind of appeared. And we've been recording for, and I just now saw it. Yeah, weird. Um, that, yeah, was that there when we sat down? No, it was not. It wasn't. Interesting. I'm uh, going to go ahead and... You're going to open it? Yeah, let's see what happens. Oh my gosh. There's like a... Whoa, what is it? Oh my... Oh, it's like a... It's like something came out of the can. It's like a, a spirit. <laughs> oh, like, oh my God. It is I, Frederick Bauer. Oh my God! The inventor of the Pringles can. You were this, this must have been where your ashes were stored. It's amazing. Yes, you, it is like I. A, I'm an amazing inventor. I'm a wonderful person. I uh, Cincinnati represent, and I am here uh, to talk to you and and grant you a wish if you'd like. Oh, you, oh, perfect. Yeah, you you do wishes. Absolutely this is amazing. Anything you want, give me. Tell me any object that you want, Bill. And, Okay, so I it will, has to be like physical object. No, I mean anything's on the table. Anything's on the oh, table. But well, I, I, would, I usually start. You get three wishes, and oh, I usually yay! recommend. I, I usually recommend people start with the physical object, okay, just to kind of like warm themselves up. But then, if you want to get more conceptual as you go sure. along, that's completely up to you. Thank you for opening me up. I, I love to reconnect with people. This is why I wanted to be buried <laughs> to stay in touch with people. I'm a really nice person. And so, I'm a, so yeah, so that's that's to why. connected to. I tell you what, uh, I I wish could I have uh, my dog Frank back as a, as a two year old uh, uh, dog. I don't want to potty train him. I never had to. So uh, potty trained. Absolutely. Frank, you... Here is Frank. All right. And Wait a second. Yeah, and I'll do you one better, Bill. You might okay. no, you might notice something's a little different. It about yeah. Frank. Um, yeah. Yeah. Basically, you said you didn't want to potty train him. I completely understand. So uh-huh. I made one quick adjustment with Frank. Whenever Frank goes to the bathroom now, they'll excrete Pringles cans. 
Oh my God, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. Oh, he's so sweet. Yeah, and has a very large uh, uh, member too. Right. <laughs> so that he can, uh, it's like dragging on the ground a bit here. Yeah. It seems uncomfortable for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it, it is It is a little different, but he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Well, so that's wish so number much, one. What, yeah. what do you want for wish number uh, two, Bill? Anything uh, How about what? Let's do world peace. I think we could all get along a little bit better. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. World. world peace indeed. And you've got it. Oh, yeah. So you'll wow, notice like uh, you'll notice, Bill, when you log into your news app a little later that all of the weapons in the world have been replaced uh, with Pringles cans, which is great <laughs> for, you know, war and things like that, but terrible, terrible for the ozone layer. So, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just seeing this now. The the war, uh, every every weapon's been replaced with a Pringles can. Mm hmm. But it looks like the temperature's suddenly rising. Right, right, right. It's already summer, so it's it's summer somewhere. It's summer everywhere now because of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, oh. Bill, I gotta say your wishes have been so good so far. I got one more thing to Thank give you, you and it'd be my honor to grant you whatever you like one last time. Uh, yeah, I, I guess um, because I just destroyed the environment. Can we? <laughs> Uh, create a, a, a healthy planet? Can we get rid of global warming and, and make the planet back to a good, healthy place for humans to live? Bill, I'm so glad that you asked that. And there is something that I can do. All right, here we go. Excellent. Look at all these colors. Oh, it's like I can I see the I have now encased the whole Earth mm -hmm. in a huge Pringles can. Oh no! To protect it from the sun. Don't worry. Oh, I no, live in a Pringles the, can. You'll uh, just you're all just my roommates now. It's great. You see? Oh, it's black as night it outside. Is. Oh it no! Is. It is an adjustment. Oh, it no. is an adjustment. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, I this think it'll be fine. There's power. plenty of Pringles everywhere no. for people. Oh, how about this sausage <laughs> onion Pringle? I got some sloppy mm. Joe Pringles. I also got wow. some scallop butter Pringles. So Darn. hey, we're good. We're good for a while. Yeah, you know what? I realize I've ruined the planet, but I did really want to try those those prawn Pringles. <laughs> well, I'm jumping back into my uh, Pringle can now. Farewell, ta-ta! Farewell, Frederick. Bye, Frederick. <laughs> wow. Frederick's wow. Uh, really great, really great guy. Um, yeah, yeah, very interesting man. And, you know, I'm sorry I ruined the world, but uh, hey, Bill, I'm glad that... There was a lot of pressure. That I think you were trying your best each time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Hundred percent fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying your best. <laughs> well, that's uh, that was the great guests today on the show, and uh, that brings us to our favorite segment, the spring of inspiring inspirations. To leave you all with a little bit of love and a great quote, and Mark, you pull this one. You want to do it? Sure. Yeah. So this quote kind of touches on, you know, the topic of invention. So uh, the quote is. Uh, necessity may be the mother of invention, but play is certainly the father. And that's from Roger Van Oak. Ick. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. Well, I think that touches a lot, you know, because like with Crumb, mm -hmm. pl the play in that was him messing around with the, uh, the Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and it created, uh, so definitely was the father of invention there. So that's a good... I don't know if the lesson there is just to be mean and break pranks on people. Uh, maybe it is. See if, see if it turns into your billion-dollar idea. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, as always, thank you so much for listening to Ridiculous News. Uh, we love that y'all spend your time with us and we hope that you'll come back because you got a lot of options out there and we are always honored that you choose us. Yes, thank you so much. And you can stay in touch with us too. So you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com. You can follow us on social media at Ridiculous News on Facebook and IG. And be sure to check out our comedy videos as well at Mark Kendall Comedy on IG, TikTok, and Facebook, as well as at Kendall Comedy on Twitter. Bye, y'all. See you later. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.